Welcome to Defeat the Chaos. Today, we are talking about building a strong business. Defeat the Chaos is a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. And let's be real, it would be super easy to only focus on the lows right now. But that's not who we are. We're better than that. Yeah, we are. Whether you're looking for direction on how to be a more successful entrepreneur, you want to learn from others who've been where you are, or if you're really just looking for someone to share in the glorious struggle that we've all chosen to participate in, this show is for you. I've got Cheryl Devon riding shotgun with me again today. And as I said, today's episode is mostly focused on business, on building a strong business. So Um, For the millions of Americans who've made the decision to bet on themselves, this episode is just for you. We're going to get strategic in this week's episode, focusing on helping you build a strong business so you can continue to bet on yourselves. How are you doing today, Cheryl? I'm I'm just moving and shaking all over. Another location, you know, I'm on the road again, so. Road again. Always. I'm not going to sing for people. That's that's not fair. We've been singing all morning. Mm-hmm. This is that that's what, like the second or third song we've been yeah. singing. It's we're going to take this show on the road, Julie. We're going to do duets. Well, I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to turn. Sing. Let's turn the show into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't feel like that's probably a good idea, at least for me. I mean, you used to sing and really, you know, I got kicked out of choir. Well, it wasn't because you weren't good. It was yeah, well, because they, they asked me to leave. They said, you should try, maybe you should try acting or something is what they said. Are you serious? <laughs> Actually, what I think the exact words were, why don't you try the speech team or maybe go out for a sport? <laughs> oh my gosh. Who was that? Was that Wiley? Was that Copper? Wiley. Who was that? that was it was Wiley. Wiley. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh my Lord. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we had... Like in the summer, we so in listeners, Cheryl and I went to school together and um we were in band together, right? Yeah. And um in a couple of places together, we were in bye bye birdie together. Absolutely, we were. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, in the summer we would have these music lessons where you could take you know extra like extra band lessons to get yeah. back during the summer. And um, um, you know, Harriet, my mom would always sign me up for the band lessons. And then I lived in the country. I was seven miles out of town. And, yeah, it was um, it was a hike for you. She would just say, "Just ride your bike in with your clarinet, right?" <laughs> like, yeah, okay. easy enough, you know. So whatever. I literally used to ride my bike, and I would ride about three miles down the road, and I would hide my clarinet in the ditch, and then I would just go to town, and I would fuck off all day, and then I would come back home, and uh, never realizing that eventually. Uh, Mr. Wiley was going to contact Harriet to let her know that I wasn't actually coming to band lessons in the summer. <laughs> oh, I can imagine how well that went. Yeah, we were only supposed to do it like what once a week or something. Or yeah. and I I literally was there every day. <laughs> Wiley couldn't get rid of it. And I never was very good. I mean, I was a terrible trumpet player. Horrible. I had no embouchure, but I was there every single day. I was terrible at clarinet. I was terrible at choir i mean obviously they kicked me out of choir they 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 asked me to leave as as i say when you know when when you're in a corporate job and you have to fire somebody or you run a business and you have to fire somebody i don't like to call it firing i like to call it making them available to the industry well nice they made me available to other opportunities in high school and junior high <laughs> i didn't even realize i did not realize that they actually asked you to leave yeah yeah choir's not your thing julie 
Same thing. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, then. I'll find my thing. Thank it, you very much. It, it, it wasn't It wasn't a surprise to me. It did not come as a surprise to me, you know. So you got anything you want to vent about? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to, I want to vent about my hotel stay. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you got the ceiling falling in on. <gasps> Holy hell. I mean, I'm, I'm at this conference and <laughs> it's, it's at a hotel, a reputable hotel, no less. <laughs> and when they're charging, trying to charge you $7 for a can of Coke, the, the Coke itself is $3. The service charge Wait, on top, it was four. Clarify. Coca-Cola or Coke, because a, a can of cocaine at $7 is a really good deal. Yeah, no, no, this, this was, this was just, you know, have a Coke and a smile, not the, you know, wipe your nose when you're finished. Um, <laughs> so at the, they were taking the meals from our buffet and selling them as the dinner special <laughs> that night. Um, there were coffee makers that had, we don't know, we don't know what were in them, but they wouldn't take them out. There were layers of, I think it was a, a band competition. <laughs> Ironically, we're talking about, about our experiences. Band, high school band competition. And they were on our floor, <laughs> except they were literally all on our floor. There were layers and layers of teenagers in the hallways on top of each other, running up and down the hallways, mm. slamming doors to like midnight. And then um, my shower, <laughs> I let them know that it, it wasn't draining. And for three days, nobody came up. Nobody bothered to ever come up. I literally was standing calf up to the, you know, the. I'm sorry. Is there anything of my shower? It was gross. It's like that's the one of the most disgusting things on the planet. And I, I, I didn't feel clean. What's weird is, I like I'll, I love a nice bath. Yeah, I'll take a bath. But for some reason, when you're standing in shower water, is just no it's vile. It's gross. So, okay. So all of those things are going on. So the last night, the last night I go, I go for dinner. I come back two hours later and there's, I, I, I start walking into the bathroom and I see this, this whole mess on the floor and in, in an area where my clothing was, I'm, you know, my suits, I'm like, what the hell is that? I look and it's, it's plaster. And I look up and literally part of the ceiling in the bathroom has caved in. And has fallen and into the into my bathroom, all into my clothing. And so we I, I go waltzing down there. And I'm sorry for your your inconvenience, Miss Devon. Um, there is nobody here to help you. We can put you into another room. It, 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 keep in mind now, it's it's late at night and I'm checking out the next morning. And I'm like, I, I don't need to check out. I need somebody to come in and make sure a, a pipe hasn't broken or something, you know? I don't want to drown in my sleep. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, not kind of, or, or you know, walking in to to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you know, the rest of the ceiling falls on on my head while I'm on the commode or something. And I'm sorry, Miss Devon. Um, our maintenance person has gone home from the night, and I'm like, well, can't you pick up somebody on call? I mean, call them. I, I, we don't have anybody, but you know, if you'd like some drink coupons, no, I don't need any fucking drink coupons. I I need my ceiling to remain in the ceiling and not on the floor. So we're going back and forth. You know, I'm not the only one that had issues with my room. They literally said that they were sorry for any inconvenience, but they don't feel like anyone was adversely affected by their stay. Hmm. So yeah, so I'm in a I'm in a battle with one of the major hotel chains right now. I I 
I would just give up the ship. <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting. I'm I, fighting. I'm feeling feisty. What are you hoping to get out of it? They can count my room. Uh, oh. I mean, half, well, what, half, what, what, half the, the room fell to the floor. What's the dollar amount you're talking about here? Oh, I don't know. It's like $500. Jesus Christ, Cheryl. Your time is worth more than, like, let it go. Who cares? Let it go. I've got somebody else doing the fighting for me. Write a, write a, write, write a, write a one-star review and let it go. Just let it go. Your time. Okay. Somebody, somebody else. Well, somebody else is fighting on my behalf. It's not just me. So it's it because it wasn't just me that had all of the issues with their rooms. I mean, this was a, a full blown business conference, and everybody that. had. So the the event organizers are yeah, fighting the on event our behalf. Organizers should be fighting. Yeah, and they are, and they are. They're doing right. that for me. It's not worth your time. Oh, I'm not doing it. I already sent a, a review to um, corporate since I'm a, a member. I'm a rewards member. You make yourself so, sound so important there. I'm a member. I, I'm a member. You have a members only jacket. Member. I used to. God, I miss that thing. You know, that's my favorite Cheryl Crow song. Members oh, only jacket. Yeah, it's a good song. It is All a right. good tune. Well, listen, here's the, here's the thing. You had a not so great experience at a hotel, which, you know, not uncommon, but... Yeah. I also think, and this is not a statement to you, but I just think as a society that we've, you know, we're becoming a pack of assholes in terms of our expectations for customer service and how we treat people when things don't go the way we want them to go. Not a reflection on you. I'm not making that comment. Well, yeah, because, you know, my ceiling was in my bathroom on on the bathroom floor. Not, not, again, not a sex, not about you. Right. But we're, you know, we want to make sure that we make... We want to make sure as a society, we're re- we've gotten really good at, you know, trying to cancel people, make people feel bad um, and expecting having these super high expectations of customer service. So as business owners, let's talk a little bit about that customer service experience and what it is that people can do to improve the experience, but also the other part of the other direction we could go with what you just talked about was how things never quite go as you expect them to go when you're, Oh business. no. You just oh no. To be constantly adjusting and like, okay, let's, let's, how do we make this work? Right. Like you're just, all right, let me assess it, fix the new, come up with a new plan, move forward. And, and I mean, the whole, the whole weekend, the, the whole conference was that way. There were some uh, AV issues and, and the show must go on. Yes, you, always. You've got yes. to, you you can't just shut down and go, oh my gosh, it didn't work. I'm so embarrassed. And then you run off. And 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 that literally happened with our AV person. <laughs> <laughs> you want to so I'm you know, I'm I'm trying to fill in as as both the MC and and as the 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 soundboard operator for a little bit there, trying to get everything back in line and and as a therapist and and everything, but you know, you you can't just stop Mm-mm. what you're doing. There are seats in butts that paid to be there, and you have to provide them with value. So, you know, as a as they a business, up, not only gave up their money, but they gave up their time, which is far and more valuable. Far more valuable, right? And so, when you're looking at, we've got a situation not going exactly as planned. 
how do we still make the best of this so that everybody walks away feeling like that was a great experience? And maybe they don't know there was a problem or maybe they do. And they see like, wow, they did everything they could to course correct that and make that make that good. And it actually turned out being better than expected. Absolutely. I mean, there's there still was there was value there. There were great speakers. We we, you know, punted and and switched some things around and brought some new stuff in and 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 it, it all worked. And it was it was a very valuable experience. It just was, you know, proof that best laid plans don't, don't always right. play out. You know, when you were talking about the AV guy running out when things weren't going well, um, one of my favorite stories when my brother, Mark, my youngest brother and his, his now wife, Stacy, when they got married on their wedding day. So they had, they got married back in Minnesota, right. And mm-hmm. small town wedding. And then, um, their reception and dance were at a gun club, right. In Lisa, okay. the gun club. Oh right? yeah. 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 And, um, we're there for the reception and, you know, it's just, it's lovely. It's small. It's, 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 it's not, I mean, not super small. It's probably like 125 people there or something. Right. So that's that's decent sized. Yeah. And you know, we're just having a very, very good time and it's time for the dance and it's just not starting. It's not starting. There's no starting. And we're like, what's going on? And it turns out that, um, I don't think it was Mark's best man, but it was one of Mark's closest friends the weekend before had threatened the life of the DJ. (laughs) What? And the he just they were at like some bar or party, and um, lunchbox is his name is his nickname threatened the DJ, and the DJ was afraid to show up but didn't cancel and he'd been paid in full (gasps) no showed, and so (laughs) it's literally a group of people pulling together to be like who do you know that could do this who do you know and ultimately, my nephew um Hanson his dad knew somebody that could come in DJ. So they got like a last minute DJ to come in, um, had to pay twice because the other guy never showed up, never gave them their money back. But you know, they're like, we got to improvise here. And so they just sort of crowdsourced. Who do you know? Does anyone know somebody, right? Not exactly the ideal situation. And I know a lot of people who would have lost their ever loving mind over that. Like, Oh bride. yeah. For, for a oh, wedding. Are you the bride? <laughs> and you know, Stacy to her credit was just like, what are you going to do? We got to fix it. Right. And that's kind of, that's life. What, what are you going to do? You got to fix yeah, it. Yeah. You got to fix it. You can't just shut it down and, you know, crawl into a corner in the field position. Right. You're right. Like, you know, things, things have to go on. Yeah. The show must go on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you start doing improv as you're being an MC, you're supposed to improv anyway. And that, that is surely what I did. <laughs> speakers did and and everybody kind of kind of did their thing yeah so you know when you're when you're you're going through like those having to make those quick changes um for in in a business situation right like i sometimes it it's it pays to be really transparent and sometimes it's not necessary right with depending on on the situation what's really key i think is being able to Trust your instinct on instincts. Is it instinct or instincts? Instincts on what to do to kind of get you out of the situation or to course correct. Right. So Mm -hmm. as you're working through that, you've got AV issues, got no AV guy. You're trying to, you know, get things moving again. What were you, what were you thinking about to 
kind of moved. And I know it wasn't your, you were the MC. It wasn't your event, but you were closely tied to the event coordinator and right. your big played a big part of the event. So can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, at, at that point, you're, you're monitoring your, your audience or your client base. And I, you know, I watched, <laughs> I watched the AB guy run out of the, the building in tears. And so, um, I, I kind of looked at the event coordinators and I could, I could see them making the, the motion to, to just go to break. So I said, Hey, listen, we're having a little bit of a, a technical snafu. Good time now to, to wake up and, and stretch and everything, grab yourself a little coffee, whatever. We're going to come back in 10. And so we shut everything down. They, they moved off to do their thing. And I went searching for the AV guy to talk him down off the shelf and get him to come on back in while somebody more technical than I am was working on. I mean, we figured out what the problem was and we ended up ordering a new system to come in. But um, because it it was a short in the surge protector. In fact, there was (laughs) when we came back, um, I just I just said it was my dynamic personality that blew the surge protector and (laughs) we were we were ready to roll again, you know. (laughs) That, but that's what you have to do. You and and we did have difficulties that whole first day. We we had to wait until the next morning before the new equipment could arrive. So we did the best we could with the, you know, the the shaky cords or whatever, and and our delicate um, AV guy, <laughs> and and we we just went. We just yeah. went. I had him doing disco dancing at one point, and and it was uh, you know people people were still participating and engaged and yeah. and there was good good information delivered the speakers just had to project more and yeah, that's yeah you know. It's, you know and as the you know the the mc or even the you know the the host of the event or whatever it's so um like internally frustrating because you really want to make sure if you're a good business owner, good entrepreneur, which I know you and the event host are hosts are right. You want to make sure that people are getting value and having a good experience. So internally you're kind of stirred up, but you don't want that to show externally, but you're like, okay, what are all of the things that we can do to make sure that this still becomes an event where people would say, Hey, you got to go do this. You got to go to this boot camp. This is really cool. Or, you know, you want to work with this person. And I think a lot of times just being able to see as a consumer the effort or a part, you know, somebody in the audience or, you know, a some, a paid a consumer, um, seeing the effort that somebody makes to make things right, even, even when they're not if things aren't going as you want them to, but you know that everybody's doing everything they can, that says that says a lot. And I think that kind of goes back to that whole thing of, you know, as a society, we have we're so quick to just kind of be assholes to service providers or when things don't go the way that we think they should go or a product doesn't work exactly how, you know, instead of having grace, we just are like we pounce and in in we, most situations it's like really like you want to step back and give people a little bit of grace we focus on the small details instead yeah. of on the big value our purpose for being there and yes. i think that's the biggest issue 
Yes, 100%. I agree. And I now see that we are actually have to go to break. So um, perfect timing. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about business and things you can do to improve yours. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. And welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. Cheryl Devon here with our glorious host, Julie Traxler. And we are discussing the the steps to take to create a strong, strong business. Now, we just talked about how, you know, sometimes we, we end up focusing more on the small details when we should be looking at the main purpose, the value. That was our first segment. Now we're going to get into some more of the meat of how to create a strong business. And there is really nobody better to talk about this than Julie. Oh, thank you. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, when, when we started SB Pace, um, it, you know, the focus was really on building a strong foundation and so many things go into the, the foundation of, of a business. And, it's it's ironic now when I think about you know the book, um, the best selling book that um, my um, I guess former business partner Corey, former co host, yeah. former business partner, yeah, and I well, wrote, you know, yeah, um, which you know we wrote serious. It's called seriously now what a disaster. Uh, uh, holy crap! Seriously now what? <laughs> a small business guide to disaster preparedness. I'm like, what the fuck is the name of the book again? Um, I say, do I need to go back and grab it? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, right. normally I'm just staring at it, but there's like a partition over there now. So I can't really see it. Um, but anyway, the book I really think was poorly named because it's all about the foundation of a business and how, if you want to survive tough times, you have to have a strong foundation. So, and here's, here's the good news. If you are, if you are an entrepreneur, small business owner right now, and you can find a way to survive through what's happening in our country right now, or even grow and get better, man, you, (laughs) you're going to be able to do amazing things when the economy and the government aren't actually doing everything they can to like to kill you off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, where do you want to go with foundation? I think, you know, a lot of a, a lot of people have the the squirrel, the squirrel effect when they're they're starting or 
are are fairly new to their business. Yeah. It, it's you know any any little shiny object, any little uh acorn that falls their way, they chase that. I I saw that this week during this conference that there was a a gentleman that every time I see him he's he's running a new direction. He's changing his business. Mm-hmm. And I get that you have to you have to learn to adapt and adjust and and you know tweak things here and there. Yeah. Heck, I did a business change. But every single, you know, every every 3 to 6 months, no, you're chasing after something new. Stay in your lane, know what your what your strengths are, focus on them and and let it grow. And I see so many people that they're they're chasing the new trend, the new shiny object, the new whatever, and they're trying to be everything to everybody and then they become nothing and they wonder why they can't they can't succeed. You've well, got to get really focused. I think a lot of people go into business thinking that it is an overnight thing, not realizing that it is a years and years and years thing. And there are people who get really lucky. They hit the market just right. They launch a product that is launched at just the right time, right? You can think about, you know, this might not be a popular opinion, but Sean Wayland of Lions Not Sheep. Sean Whalen hit the market at the exact right time with his product line, right? That brand came out towards the tail end of Trump's presidency when, Mm -hmm. you know, everything, you know, Biden is now in the race. And that's when they got really, really hot. The pandemic hit. And so everyone was home on social media all the time. His timing. No, I'm not saying he's not a good businessman. I'm saying his timing was definitely on his side. But, you know, he that's, is, not, that's not typical, though. No, no. You know, most overnight successes have been putting in the work for 10, 20 years. Yeah. Andy Frasilla, like 13 years before he may, had was making over a thousand dollars a month in take home pay. Like, it's insane. Right. So that, you know, is so you, it's consistent. You have to put in the work. It doesn't happen. And I think when people are, you know, shifting quickly. They're like, hey, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. They're really, it's almost like a different form of commission breath where you are just really desperate to get money in the bank account. And I would say it is better to, a better strategy would be to stay down the path, but maybe turn it into a little bit of a side hustle and then find another gig, maybe it's a contract job, maybe it's, you know, you you go wait tables, you work in a restaurant, a grocery store, whatever, to bring in income. And then you can focus on that business, keeping it the same business structure and, and being consistent with it while it grows. That's a far better approach than to be shifting and shifting because now you're just confusing people on what it is that you're doing and Absolutely. confusing people don't buy. No, they don't want any part of it. Um, you know, if you want to, if if you're if you're worried about how to how to survive and how to build that business, a lot of times I think we get into the mindset of we're so caught up in the big picture of want to be that we do we we get overwhelmed by it sometimes. That's why we're we're scattered and and running around. But you can take, I mean, take a month. You know, what do what do you want? what do you want your goals to be in a month and, and chunk it down into little tiny 
pieces that you can do and, and attach it to, okay, I, I can do this for, for this many hours, this amount, and I would only need this many to do it. You know, if, when you start chunking it down into smaller pieces, suddenly it becomes more manageable and you can, you can slowly let it grow and build and you're not overwhelmed and you're not chasing everything. You can stay really focused because in you can only do so many things in a month. Yeah. So that's actually, it's funny that you say that Cheryl, um, because one of the things that, uh, so I'm launching a new mastermind at the end of uh, in mid-October, it launches, right? And it's called the Messy Middle Mastermind. And one of the things that we work on on there, so it's a 26-week program and it alternating weeks between group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So you're getting both, right? So you get 13 group coaching sessions or mastermind sessions. It's not group coaching, it's a mastermind. And then 13 one-on-one coaching that are alternating weeks. And yeah. in those one-on-one sessions, we focus on, micro strategies. So we're going to build a strategy that over four weeks you'll execute and then we'll build another one. So you get some wins, you'll start to see some growth. Then we build another micro strategy and you can do the micro strategy. If you, let's just say that you're really struggling on building a a sales pipeline, you could do all, by the time we're done, you'll have five or six micro strategies that you've built and completed. You could do all of them on on building a pipeline if you wanted to, or you could do six different areas of your business. It really depends on how you want to focus it out, but you start to gain some traction, get some wins, and you're doing it small pieces at a time. So I got I got some questions about it. Oh well, let's about go. what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious. So is it is it just because I think what you're what you're offering is is terrific. I mean, it is messy. It is messy in the middle. <laughs> no one talks I about mean, the messy middle. People like no. to talk about the beginning and about and the, the success. Finish. Yes. But the middle part is where, where you, you've got the biggest squirrel factor mm-hmm. is what I like to call it. So are you, is it, you're, are you doing parts of it as a, a do it yourself module? Are you, it, it, when are you, are you basically talking people off the shelf when they're trying to jump into 15 different different places? Well, kind of and kind of. Um, It really depends. So I am, am, the way that I like to approach masterminds is, so first off, they're small groups so that you get a lot of attention in the mastermind itself, limited to five people, but I'll run two of them simultaneously, right? Nice. Two different groups. So, um, and it's female only because what I have found in um, previous masterminds that I've run is that there is a, they're a lot more effective for women if there's only women in there. And I don't normally segregate by gender when I do anything in the business, but in this yeah. particular case, I'm gonna, it's just for women. And in the group sessions, there's really an opportunity to one, like everybody to like mutual learning, gain some confidence, share what you know. So if, if you were a member of this mastermind, Cheryl, there'd be four other women in there. You could bring a problem to the table and say, Hey, here's what I'm going through this week. I'm really trying to figure this out. And I've, I'm kind of, I've never seen it before. And so my strategy is always to let everyone else in the group answer first, because they may have experienced them themselves. They may have, they're going to have a unique perspective. And I want everyone to feel like they have a voice they can be heard. It builds relationships. You're going to start to depend on each other. You're going to expand your network and you're going to gain confidence. And part of the reason that people 
may would join this mastermind is your confidence is starting to be a little bit shaky as a business owner because you don't your revenue is either flatlined or it is um, really slowed down, stalled out. Um, you are spending, and this is a big problem for people, so much time paying attention to your competition on social media that you're starting to sound like your competition and you don't even realize it. You're starting to mimic them, right? So this particular mastermind, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter if your product or service. It's all about in those group group meetings, bringing problems to the table, learning from each other. And then the one-on-one sessions, these are custom made for whatever it is that you want to talk about and want to work on. And we'll build strategies so that we can get your business moving in the right direction and get you feeling confident again. Most of the people, I would say another really strong attribute of people that are going to be joining the mastermind in the beginning is they're starting to have that scarcity mindset where they're like, Ooh, okay. Like I know that I have money in the bank to do X, but I don't, if I spend it, I don't want to spend it because what if like, I don't get any more sales? What if, what if like everything just dries up, then I don't have any money. Right. So you, and you, we all know what happens when you start to operate from that position. Yeah. It never comes back in. Right. Things start to get bad. So to answer your really long answer to your question, it is the one-on-one piece is customized for whatever the person, each person most needs to focus on in that given session. One of the things that you said was that this was female only because for whatever reason, uh, female entrepreneurs and small business owners do well just with, uh, within a, a female setting. That that kind of struck. Why is that? Why? I mean, what have you seen on that? Because I, I, I just I know you and I know me. Neither one of us seems to have an an issue with men in in various groups. We're both fairly outspoken and and such. Do you? Is it a confidence issue with most female entrepreneurs? I mean, they know what they're doing. Why? Why do they do better in a setting with only women? Um, I, I think that they do better or have a, they'll have, they're going to have more significant outcomes because their confidence is going to grow faster, right? It's easier when you are surrounded by people that you feel comfortable really talking about what your problems are. Now I've been in both types of masterminds where it's mixed and where it's just female. And I can tell you that all of the mixed ones that I've been in, after the fact, you hear the women say, well, I was having this problem, but I didn't want to talk about it in that group because I didn't feel comfortable. So it's a matter of feeling safe. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe they feel less judged, even though I actually think women judge more. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) But, but, you know, that's that's the crux of it. So I am... I'm really excited about about the program. I think it is a um it, it, there's nothing else. I don't know of anything else like it on in the market. Well, and especially right now with, you know, all of the uncertainty going on within yeah. the market and government and everything else. I mean, it, it's messy for a lot of people. It, it and, is. And and it it makes you, you know, almost want to just throw your hands up and well, like our AV guy at the conference, you know, run out of the room crying. 
Um, yeah. And we don't want entrepreneurs yeah. running out of the room. No, no. You know, from the start of SB Pace, I have always been like fully committed to wanting to see as many people as possible succeed at being entrepreneurs. Like it's really important for our country. And I think that people need to be able to depend on themselves for, you know, for bringing in income, for feeding their families and paying their mortgages. And so many times you'll hear somebody say, I don't want to, I can't, I could never own a business because I need the certainty of income. I, I'm, Brother, if you think there's, there's no for someone else's certainty, mm-mm. yeah, because at any given time they could go, yeah, we're going to downsize. See ya. I mean, it's it's that simple. Yeah. Any given any given day, you walk in and they tell you, "We just don't need you anymore. Thanks. You are now available for other opportunities." Making you available to the industry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. So I no. I think that's. Uh, and you, you said it's a 26 week program, 26 week program. Yeah. That's a heck of a di- That's a heck of a time and a, a yeah. deal and yeah. a service because right now, I mean, there is the squirrel factor and it, it's, it's shaky. It's shaky. And you've got experience. I mean, you've been there, you know what that's like to, to wonder where that, where the heck am I going next? Yeah. And, and you don't know what the changes are that are coming. It, so you're building resilience, not only within your business, but how within your personal life too. Exactly. And I will say this, it comes, I never offer guarantees. This one comes with a guarantee. Really? Yeah. I never, I don't like guarantees. I think like I, I have a lot of confidence in what I do. So I'm like, I don't need to give you a guarantee because you're going to get results. But I, there's a guarantee on this one. If you don't, you know, gain in your you don't start making improvements in your revenue, as long as you do the work, you show up, you do the work. That's the big thing. Start seeing improvements in your revenue, confidence going up. If you're not comfortable, if you don't like where you're at at the end of the 26 weeks, I'll give you six additional one-on-one coaching sessions for free. You can't go wrong on on that. Um, You're going to go ahead in the, you're going to give your info, how they can reach out and contact you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I would, so weird. I would hope. I mean, I yeah, I think it's all just on the show page, but people can uh, you know, they can they can find me at they can find me on uh Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or they could just email me at juliatsbpace.com. Yeah. Good. There we go. I, I know that feels weird for you, but figured <laughs> I we go ahead and, and ask for it. Yeah, that feels weird. All right, you want to take a quick break? I think we need to. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. It's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. All right. Welcome back to our final segment of the day on the podcast. It's me, your host, Julie, along with the marvelous Cheryl Devon. Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? It's me, Cher. <laughs> let's uh let's let's go a little political for a minute well yeah we haven't really ranted we haven't ranted on politics today and there's a lot of things i could rant about today as i'm sure there is for you yes yeah but um i i think it's i think it's very timely that you're creating the messy middle because um you're you're doing something productive to help businesses flourish even though um i'm looking at buying a violin and <laughs> and and changing my name to nero as uh as we watch rome burn i just i just can't i just can't i i i am i'm i'm appalled at what's going on well the intentional destruction and disruption of our um country and our resources is uh, it's mind-boggling to me. Anybody who doesn't see what's happening, but here's the thing: there are so many. There is so much chaos intentionally created right now. Just chaos everywhere, all done as part of a plan, a greater plan, to get us to take our eyes off of the things that are actually one important. Like almost everything is a diversionary tactic at this point. You're like, what's happening? I can remember. When COVID started and the lockdowns were happening mm-hmm. and I kept asking, what are they trying to make sure we aren't paying attention to? What are we supposed to be paying attention to? And now, I mean, and there were a lot of things we should have been paying attention to. One of oh, them, wow. the theft of the election, right? Uh, exactly. There's many things that were happening, but it now it just continues and it's at this escalated pace. Like we are desensitized to the amount of chaos that's occurring. And what we really need to do, like if you're still watching like mainstream media, Lisa, you're losing. Lisa, turn your TV off. Yeah, just just turn that off. Our friend because... Lisa is our basically our news source. Um, she's 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 really good at it though she's she's paying attention yeah but here's the thing that that's that's intentional to keep us from focusing on the more important things which is our survival the business the economy keeping money coming in the door right and you know we've got a government that's printing money i just heard this morning that you know so they just raised what interest rates seven basis points um last week uh, our 75 basis points last week, they're going to raise them 75 basis points uh, again in November and then 50 in December. Yes. Yeah. So Nothing is affordable. <laughs> you, you, you have no purchase power. You have no purchase power. The dollar will be worth. They're trying to destroy the dollar. Right. So you yeah. have to. Our only. One of our best tools for that's available to us is to grow strong businesses, to continue to flourish, to continue to push forward and not give up, not give up. They want people to be unemployed, sitting on their couch, watching Netflix, 
eating processed food. Dependent on, on the handouts that you're given. Yes. Yeah. No, fight that. Fight that tooth and nail. I mean, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm watching, you know, all the farmland. I've been barking about this for, for months and months that uh, the Chinese have bought up all the farmland around one of our major air force bases. Wow. And they're trying to come in to um, buy up property and land close to all of them now. Um, you're, you're hearing about the one big one in North Dakota, but it's, it's happening all over right now. So you've got that going on. You've got got, all the food, food plants that are burning down. Uh, yeah. Food, either the, yeah. Processing plants and, or the, um, livestock that are just gone, you know, and, and nobody's, nobody wants to talk about it. Um, you're looking at the water shortages. They're talking about, (laughs) about shutting off the water supply to places like Arizona. They've already decreased um, the amount of water that Arizona is getting, I, I think, in um, in the Scottsdale area alone by like 20%. You, know what I, you know, what I, know what I learned this morning? I, I did not know this. In California, if you were like... If you go to a store like a, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, or you order Amazon and order in California, you can't, you have to buy regulated shower heads that control Mm -hmm. and minimize the amount of water pressure that you get because they're, they control water that much. Yeah. I have no idea they did that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's been going on for a while. Uh, My in-laws. I'll live in California still. I don't know why anyone would want to live in that shithole of a state. Uh, yeah, but they, they almost can't afford to move out anymore because things have just gone so crazy. And that's, that's, you know, you're, you're tied to an employer at that point And you just, it, it's that, that whole mentality. They're, they're scared to move. They don't know how they can make it. That's why I think small business and entrepreneurs are, are the only thing that's going to save this country. We got to keep fighting and, and keep building and keep growing. Um, you know, when we're, we're watching the government to- purposely deplete our emergency oil reserves, um, going through it, blowing through it, like, you know, a teenager with mom's credit card. It's like, what the hell is happening here? Um, and, and the solution, like you're talking about California, Newsom's solution is just, just give every, um, undocumented immigrant a California ID now. Yep. Yep. Just sign that into law. Yeah. And they also just passed the whole, like basically abortion protection. Like they're just focused on just the wrong fucking shit over in that state. And, but what I just, you know, so all that's to, to really emphasize the point of, yeah, we have to control what we can to control the controllables. And if, like I've said, you know, multiple times by this point on this radio show, if you can survive and thrive in business during these times, imagine what you're going to be able to do during good times and good times will be back again. They will circle back around again. We will they get always you. do. But right now it is a, you gotta, you gotta put your fight face on man and you got to get in the ring and start punching away You've got to left hook, right hook, jab, jab, jab to go. And that means building the strong foundation, 
relying on your network, like not, you know, you have to rely on a network. I, I just listened to somebody was, was having a conversation yesterday with uh, myself and another person and, and saying, I don't know how I got in this network group. I will never, never hire a coach or a mentor or part, be part of a network because I don't trust anybody. Like, how in the hell are you going to thrive? If, if, you don't, if you don't surround yourself with people who know what the hell is going on, how are you going to figure it out? How, how are you going to expand your network and, and let people know that you have, have a solution to maybe their problem? If, if you're not in a network. Right. Let me just, let me, let me use you as an example right here. Right All now. right. I like to be used by you. You and I have known each other forever. Yes. I need help writing copy. I know I have no, you have been a good writer forever. You're an excellent writer. You Thank just you. have a very, you're very sharp with the pen. You're very creative. You're quick. Cheryl, can you help me with this client? Wasn't your business. Can you help me with this client? Like. Sure. You take on the job. We get a couple more jobs. Then you're like, we, I know you, you say, I, I told you to, and maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> you go, you, you decide to launch a business. Yeah. You hire me and Corey at the time to help you launch a business. Yeah. I remember we moved that business in 30 days. We got that business out there. You it was amazing. It. And then we, you know, I know I introduced you to people in my network, right? Mm-hmm. Then I tell you about, Tony Watley's event in June, in June of 2021 in Montana, you should go to this. You go now that now that's your network too. You are expanding, you're meeting people. You go to his next event in November in Arizona. I think it was in Tucson. It was in Tucson. You go to Tucson and the people that you meet in that particular event change the trajectory of your life because now you are You've, you've pivoted your business, you still do copywriting now and then you'll do yeah, a little, little bit here I, and there. I it's... ask you like, Hey, can you write something for me? You'll jam something out, but it's Absolutely. not your, it's not your main thing. Nope. Now you're, you know, you're doing speaking and communication um, strategist, communication yeah. strategist, right. But that event, so expand your network and hire some coaches, hire some more coaches, mm-hmm. work with people and continue to grow, build your network, build your network, build your network. And literally, it all starts with you have to first be open to and recognize that you're working with a network, right? And then you just expand from there. Like, I think to myself, I met Callie Keen as part of Arate. Callie and I were in Arate together. Mm-hmm. And then Callie and Corey Barrier used to host this daily twice daily show on clubhouse Clubhouse, yeah room and i used to go in it all the time established a very good relationship with both of them there's no person who's referred more business to me than callie key yeah and there's probably no person that i reach out to more often and connect with to talk about business things so network like a network is so important when you're building a business and it's not a You don't want to network so that you can get things from them. You want to network so that you can contribute. And it's like equal value exchange. It's an ecosystem. If you think of it as as a natural ecosystem, but on a professional field, 
you're you're not you know not one one person isn't more important than the other in this ecosystem you all have an important role to play and without each other it the whole ecosystem dies nobody wins right you don't you don't thrive unless you're part of that that network that professional ecosystem yes that is 100% correct hey i just thought of something what do you got before we would, you know, get to the end of it, one thing I didn't ask you because you are you are providing such a service. What's the price of your messy mastermind? A messy middle mastermind. Your, me- your messy middle mastermind. How much Best is it? Price is sixty five hundred dollars, which I am being told is by many people is too low. So I did for twenty six weeks. That's it. Yeah. So I did this interesting thing. I um, scheduled calls with. 10 men last week. Yeah. To pitch the program to them. Not because they couldn't say yes, right? And I knew that. That's what I wanted. I wanted people who couldn't say yes to perfect the offer. And um with the exception of one person, every person told me that it was priced way too low. Like it's too low. But I also recognize that there's an opportunity for future ones to raise the price. But I want to. I want to. I want to prove the value, and I want to. You, you realize that for your one-on-one and the the mastermind. Now I don't math, so I cheated and used yeah. you know the calculator function. It's only two hundred fifty a session, uh, two hundred fifty a week. That's it. Yeah, it's a. It's that's it's, insane. It's a really good deal. You're giving it away, well, and I mean you've got twenty plus years of expertise in this. Yeah, because if you wanted to hire me for an hour of coaching, it would be three hundred dollars. That's what I charge for per hour. And and instead, it's two fifty for one on one, and a group mastermind. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, you're giving it away. Um. I, yeah. I. I. It's a very good price. It's a very uh, yeah. Good yeah. Price. It is. And there's payment options. You can pay it. You know, one pay, two pay, or six pay. But yeah, nice. there's, there's payment options. But yeah. Um. All right. We've reached the end of the show. What already? Yeah. Do you think we do you think we gave any any uh, helpful tips to our listeners today? Uh, if if not if nothing else, a they need to get your mastermind. But b you know just just stay focused, chunk it down, yeah. and and stick with the program. Don't give up. Don't run out of the room crying. Don't run out of the room, people. Do not run out of the room. Just keep showing up. That's that's the trick. Keep showing up. All right, we will see you next week on Defeat the Chaos, Voice America Business Channel. 